Ep one of the All You Can Eat podcast. Tom Shattuck here. My lovely darling wife, Alice Shattuck, is with me. You say hello, Alice. Hello. How are you feeling after your, it's our almost maybe second total trip ever to a Chili's restaurant with our kids. How was your experience? Um, I loved it. I loved it. I had a wonderful experience. Everything about it was fantastic. This is Chili's in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And let me tell you my my thoughts. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. No, well, it's, actually, there's not too much bad to say uh, that wasn't self-inflicted. So, service on point because we had kids with us, and that's very important because we've got the uh, it, one misbehaved minimum rule in our family where one kid has to be bad no matter what and ruin an experience. So, it, time is of the essence. So, that totally matters. So, here's my feeling, and here's what makes me, what made me um, happy. They were prompt. They brought us a, a couple of uh, drinks at one point, and the kids' drinks, and they they were excellent. They're Johnny on the spot. When our waitress, who had a big station, they're understaffed like everybody else is, when she wasn't there, a, a manager came in to take uh, to help us. And, in, and then a person, they played the zone, in other words, which was excellent. So we had totally good attention. Now, let me tell you what's heartbreaking for me. Thomas Winchatic, I'm a man of some girth. I can do damage out of Chili's. I have, <laughs> I have appreciated Chili's essentially since 1993, and I'm I'm doing Awaken 180 weight loss right now. So I can't rock and roll through those dishes like I really could. You're speaking my language when you're talking about like awesome blossom kind of things, fajitas, tacos, enchilada, all that stuff. That is your day will come. Your day will come. That is rock uh, to me. That is. I know my day will come and I've lost a bunch of weight. I've lost like uh, we're we're, approach, we're about eighty pounds, depending. If as long as I can manage not to screw up, even though it's it's hard to screw up. By the way, and I'm not I don't want to do a total plug for a week of any weight loss, but uh, look into it if you need to lose a lot of weight. If you're fat like me, look into it. The tragedy of today, of course, is that I'm at Chili's and I'm ordering off of the healthy square. There's a healthy square <laughs> in the back, and so that's a total waste of time. That's not their fault. That's my fault. So I had I, your food looks pretty good though. It was it was great. It was grilled salmon and it was great. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. The salmon was great. I I would not have been shopping in that part of the store uh, or looking at that part of the menu if I had my druthers. If I weighed right. sixty pounds less, I'd have been rock and rolling somewhere else. Yeah, and one thing I will warn you from the Chili's menu is that when the waitress says, when you order the nachos, there's 12 nachos, is that fine? And I didn't really know what she meant, but I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that's fine. She means there's 12 nachos. Oh, yeah. She means there's 12 (laughs) chips on the plate. Yes, count them 12. That's right. That is a dozen. Uh, which is what they used to do, too. Now that I'm, well, or, or, or at least there weren't many back in 93 when I first started going. I, their their ch- nacho display was was minimal then too, but we're so used to like remember at um, let it be shown though that we didn't actually finish the twelve nachos. So right, our daughter's wasn't... finishing them now. Uh, remember when we went to mm-hmm. Chicago Sam's in Connecticut a couple weeks ago? Remember when we ordered nachos there? That was the most insane tray of nachos I've ever seen yes. in my life. That we... was like a catering menu size yes. nachos, and it was like seventeen dollars, which isn't even that crazy. It was for crazy. Nachos. It was it was forty six metric pounds of nachos <laughs> it was like With a all- cookie sheet 
with, size full uh, of nachos. Which was fantastic. It blew us away. So you, you never know. It's you hit or miss with nachos a lot of time. And in the Chicago I consider city, myself something of a, of a professional nacho connoisseur. Uh, As a person who's made nachos professionally and eaten a lot of yeah, nachos. You're in the women's division. <laughs> Alice, so you think you're a professional nachos connoisseur. but I'm a professional I've, nacho connoisseur. I've seen the, the abyss, Alice. I've <laughs> seen what, what nachos. Remember, I've been eating nachos regularly in my life since 1982 when Fenway Park introduced nachos. They were, um, I think they were 150 then. Have you ever professionally made nachos? Do you mean been paid to make nachos? Mm -hmm. No, but I certainly could do it. Is this you're trying to nacho off me? Other people in the kitchen sometimes would yell at me because this like took me back to my high school days of like people being mad at you because you're being a suck up to the teacher. Like people in the kitchen would get mad at me because they would say I was making the nachos look too good and then it makes more people order nachos because they see the nachos sign of a healthy uh, restaurant (laughs) so they'd be like stop making them look so good you need to make them look really lame and then nobody will order them because nachos are like one of the more labor intensive things to make or were at the place where i was working yeah i could see how they would be i could see how they would be because you got a pile and you got to spread the cheese really well and like layer it all up i mean if you if you're doing it right you're doing it right yeah, although it's I mean you it's a good money maker obviously and it gets people thirsty and it's a, it's a, it's a natural for a bar. Um but the, the 12 we got here I was had no problem. I mean the, the we've a lot of great nachos have come and gone like the old red hat 20 years ago had incredibly great nachos also very unique very unique. They used to throw the thing in broil uh, everything and it was very beautiful and greasy etc. Mm-hmm. There are different places. I I'm all, also a fan of processed cheese and i always have been this stuff you pump I, i've fallen in love with it that was the the fenway nachos were like mm, that yeah it's true so i mean that you know has a place but the river walk in san diego i'm sorry in uh, san antonio has mm-hmm. excellent pump nachos but i have not admittedly been there since 1985 so could and, things could have changed and, and, you in know, the last 30 years other good pump nachos is my well, 40 years right right yeah, 40 years sorry my third one is the san diego zoo hmm so those three, and then my my fourth one is <laughs> Anaheim Stadium, um, where the Angels used to play. I don't know. I don't think they do anymore. A lot of West Coast nachos. Jeez. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, it made its way over from the West Coast. Hmm. You know, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying about the processed cheese, but I am ultimately, at the end of the day, a like melted, shredded cheddar, getting a little bit toasty at the edges. Yeah, nacho I'm, person. At all the of end the above of the day. approach. All of the above approach. Mm-hmm. Of nachos. And then I we would screw around in the kitchen sometimes too, and do like nachos with barbecue sauce and like different like yeah, of course, mixing it up, doing your own thing with the. All nachos. right, Alice. Okay. Are you ready? To move Down on? to business. Down to business. Well, right. is that a business? It's business. We, we got to be less businessy. <laughs> okay. Dateline, FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Okay. Now every like week or so a food product gets recalled right and you know if it's say like a you know 86,000 pounds of ground beef or whatever gets recalled now i feel like it's never me always a bridesmaid like i always see the recalls and it's like never something that i buy well okay but this is here's the point of this exercise mhm i feel it most of the stuff that gets recalled is probably fine. 
you know, some one of the machines wasn't fixed or whatever. One of the cows was sick or whatever it was. Most of it is fine. And I feel, as a guy with an appetite, that I would, I would just, I would take all of it. The stuff that they were calling, <laughs> just put it in a freezer and send it over here and I will eat it. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff, but you know, you're rolling the dice. So you could end up dead by doing this. But we're not officially suggesting that you do this, by the way. No, we do not, I do not endorse. Just saying for me. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Is this worth it, Alice? Is what worth On it? On April 22nd, 2023, the Dakota-style Best Choice and More pretzels were, um, were recalled. The reason officially is unde- undeclared milk. Well, so if you're not allergic to milk, then it's safe. Okay, but are is it worth taking a chance on pretzels? <laughs> well, for you, no. Of course not. Pretzels are rubbish. Well, but undeclared milk just means it's an it allergen that wasn't printed on the package. If so it was, if you're allergic, if you're not allergic to milk, then you're safe to eat the pretzels. It, well, it's still not worth it. Undeclared, <laughs> whatever the status of milk is, it doesn't matter. Okay, geisha shrimp, four ounce ca- cans. That's uh. April 22nd as well. I don't know if I would eat a shrimp out of a can. I would eat a shrimp out of a can. I'm <laughs> eating the shrimp. I would use them. You can use those for like a great shrimp mold or something. Oh, oh, it's, oh you're missing out in life. Um, let's see. High, tre- high Key. Have you heard of this brand? Nope. Mini Treats, banana nut flavor, and birthday cake flavor. Mini Treats. No idea. Once again, there's another one. Undeclared egg. But no, that's a loser. Obviously. <laughs> oh, here's one. Lipari Foods, ground cumin. You Well, you don't like cumin Correct. in general. Correct. This cumin has salmonella. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. Any... Which is, you're about as likely to eat it either way, really. Right. I, so I'm uh, absolutely done with that. Washington Crab and Seafood Company, crab dip, cocktail sauce, coleslaw, crab, crab cake, this one is full of undeclared things. Undeclared egg, fish, milk, soy, and wheat. Yeah, did they label anything in there? No, they did not. <laughs> well? Is that it? Well? I wouldn't eat it. Incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. I'm just going to do one more, okay? Okay. Uh, multi-brand names, lettuce and salad kits, Listeria... Monocytogenes. Mm, listeria is not a good thing to have. I would not eat those. Uh, yeah, if nothing's worth, you don't put your life on the line for uh, salad. <laughs> There's a lot of salads that have been t- taken down. I'll do one more. Shirakiku Ahai Sanuni Udon Noodles. You would risk your life for noodles. Damn I right I would. In this one, there are undeclared fish. I would absolutely risk my life in a second for that. Oh, goodness. I miss pasta so much. I miss pasta so much. I tell you, there's more, you know, like more and more. For some reason, like when I go on Instagram, I get a thousand pictures of women in bikinis, which I didn't do. I didn't like go on Instagram and say women in bikinis. I think there are other ways to see that, you know. But more and more, there is food coming up in all of my timelines. And mostly it's pasta. And it's pasta that glistens. And I don't even, I like, I hurt myself here. I'm, I'm not eating pasta because I'm losing weight because I'm on a weight when I do weight loss. Once you're in maintenance, you can have pasta in moderation. Dateline McDonald's. Mm-hmm. 
McDonald's to make tasty improvements to its iconic burgers. The fast food chain is promising customers its best ever burgers. Ooh. Dayline Washington, the Big Mac, along with all McDonald's burgers, are getting a flavor makeover. McDonald's announced that burgers across its menu are getting a small but tasty improvement. Or improvements. The fast food giant plans to add softer buns. Was that a problem? Meltier cheese. All right. Caramelized onions and more of its Big Mac sauce onto its burgers. I don't like that. The changes were introduced, uh, yada, yada, yada. You don't want more Big Mac sauce? No. Uh, well, I don't want to. I mean, the Big Mac sauce belongs with the Big Mac. Mm. You, so that's, this is interesting because there's another news story that I flagged here that I'm interested in. I'm well, a well, McDonald's fiend. I adore McDonald's. I lost weight on a week of 182 like Tom, so I did not eat it for a while. And now I eat it in moderation, which is fine to have things in moderation um but i love and adore mcdonald's and um i'm especially a fan of the big mac i have been a big mac fan for many many years uh, we need your uh, you, i you don't are... need them to make flavor upgrades to the mm. burgers the burgers are perfect come out with some new sandwich if you want but the burgers are already perfection and you don't need to touch them okay yeah but so anyway um like you i feel the big mac sauce goes with the big mac um, however, this starting this week, McDonald's is making Big Mac sauce available in a sauce container. That is a big mistake. But only if big you order mistake. through the app. You have to order through the app starting April 27th. You, you no. can order Big Mac sauce. Part and of it's the, available to you to put on whatever you want from the menu. That's lovely about a beautiful wife or a beautiful girlfriend is the exclusivity. You've gone in and made a commitment, and she's made one to you, and in ladies it goes for guys, husbands and boyfriends as well, and so to suddenly have this available widespread, you're taking away the exclusiv exclusivity in the relationship with the Big Mac. If you want the special sauce, which somebody came up with through market testing, which probably took six years. Well, so years. I'll tell you, did you know this? Because in this article about the Big Mac sauce, I did not know these facts about the Big Mac. Do you know what year the Big Mac was invented, first of all? 1971. Close. 1968 is when they right. began serving it at all McDonald's. Hmm. But it actually was invented by a franchisee in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, hmm. who made up the Big Mac sandwich in 1967 and began offering it at his 47 franchises. And then they just picked it up nationally because it was popular. That's interesting because I wonder how Michael that... James Jim Delagatti. Good man, good man. I wonder though how I love him. Well, right, but I wonder if, like, how did he? How did that affect the automation of everything? Because everything's uniform in McDonald's. It's the whole Ray Kroc thing, right? Is to make sure everything is uniform and one bun, one bun, one lettuce, one lettuce, one tomato, one tomato. Hits a patty, put it in the package, out it goes. You know, you know that's the genius of McDonald's, right? Right. So I wonder if that screwed with all of that, because now you're changing the amounts, you're changing the the supply of bread, or is that that middle thing is a is a, another bun, right? It's not really a bun, is it? It's a piece of round bread. Well, I assume they package those buns all as one thing, right? Yeah, because it's a different, it's a bun slice. I'm saying three. is that when he went out rogue, it was started that making available? Big Macs. I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent. I need more background on this story. 
Maybe we can get somebody from the McDonald's Corporation to come and tell us more about how it impacted McDonald's menu operations when um, Jimmy Delgatti invented the Big Mac, because I want to know, I do want to know more. And I think it's fascinating. Like, did he create the sauce himself? Like, how did it all come about? I want to know. But I do love Big Macs. I think they're a very special and wonderful sandwich. Um, And I, I agree with you. I don't think the sauce needs to be on everything else. And I don't think that, like, it necessarily goes with other things on the menu. No. No, it doesn't. And don't hoard it out and, and, and make it... <laughs> no, I'm serious. So in 2017, apparently, they sold bottles of it. They sold 10,000 bottles, like a limited oh, supply. Oh, I don't like that either. And then there's some stuff available. Actually, there may it may be at Walmart. There's some stuff available at Walmart that I don't dig. I think... I don't want you're going to ruin it. And same thing goes with Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings with their garlic parmesan stuff that they they sell publicly. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because people can't duplicate the product that pairs with it well. Right. So yeah, I don't want my my twelve year old daughter be to be you know dipping French fries in it. That's not what this made this is made for. We need order in the universe. <laughs> Seriously. I agree with you. I agree with you. But on the other hand, so and and I agree with you. Like I think you shouldn't go I, I think you shouldn't let the customers dictate what you do too much you know what I mean like I think you should have limitations like I don't think there should be like off menu ordering and you know like you said your daughter dipping french fries in the Big Mac sauce you know like have right. what you have and do it well right well yes and do it right and don't let people freelance because that's when that screws with your brand right well yes in it as far as the caramelized onions and the and the and caramelized onions are always a good thing that's fine and the cheese here's another thing is that you're trying to make McDonald's burgers into another place's burgers right and McDonald's food the thing that's special about McDonald's food is mm-hmm. that it only tastes like McDonald's food and nobody can right. make anything that tastes like McDonald's food at home right and I don't expect the cheese on a, a, a double cheeseburger at McDonald's, which should be back on a dollar menu, that should be a thing. Um, I don't expect that to be as melted as other cheese. I'm, I, I, <laughs> they've trained me to what to expect, you know? Right. I go and, there and I want right. the same plastic food that I always order. And yes. So the problem is, of course, I assume that they've lost a bunch of market share because people are eating stuff that seems like bigger, realer, bigger food. And... I don't understand. I can't even order at a Chipotle. I have no idea how to, to how to handle that. I don't even know how to do it right. There's a lot of there's a lot of staff there. There's a lot of little uh, tubs of stuff there. I feel like Chipotle is trying to be the sort of almost fast food version of like an honest taqueria. Sure, that's a local place up in right, yeah, in, like in, in Cambridge and yeah, stuff, or um, or Felipe's if you're more a Harvard Square person. But as more of a Davis Square person myself, I'm more of a honest taqueria person. Well, uh, I think, the, but the one in um, on um, what's it called? Coolidge Corner. To, um, there's one in what, there's that's, one that's in, Harvard. Yeah, Ave. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but th- there's a few around. But yeah, it's so. But I think what's happening now is for the last twenty years, food people have moved to places like P- Panera, which ostensibly is more healthy. It's mm-hmm. not though. You can easily get just as fat at Panera, and you know even Subway is sold this ruse of being healthier because of the the child predator the who problem lost weight there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I think the people expect. Things to look and feel more robustly wholesome and healthy. But McDonald's makes McDonald's stuff. Right. McDonald's makes McDonald's stuff and they make it well. 
and it's it's delicious. I mean, and and once again, obviously, I am not eating it at the moment. And it's if you're if you get into a routine where you're um, immobile and you're just racking up, uh, you know, fast food, it is a quicker way to get fat. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You can because when I mean, what was your average order for yourself for McDonald's? Mm, pregnant or not pregnant? <laughs> not pregnant. Uh, I was always a Big Mac meal kind of person. Big Mac meal. Yeah. So you'd waste Big your Mac time meal with fries. fries. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, the McDonald's fry is like the it, perfect French fry when uh, when you get them really hot and salty and fr- okay. All McDonald's food is but useless once cold, pretty I, much. But but else, do you realize that where a fry is, a fillet of fish could be. So why would you do it yourself? Why would you spend your time gnawing on potatoes when there's so many <laughs> other good things? I love the McDonald's fry because it's salty and hot and clears the palate for your next bite of Big Mac. 13 foods you should not eat after their expiration dates because this is in delish.com. Once again, we can apply the same question to these. Are we eating these after the expiration dates? Now, Alice Shattuck will eat something <laughs> about seven to ten years past the expiration date. Um, I'm a second worlder, so I yeah. have lower standards for When you're food cleaning out your fridge and scanning day. the use-by dates on things, it can be tough to decide which foods to toss. Your Greek yogurt, we've got six-month-old Greek yogurt in our fridge right now. Alice Shattuck will eat that. <laughs> it is a couple of days past its expiration date, but it still looks and tastes okay. Should you really toss the entire carton? In Look this, for a visible mold. Should you really ta- toss the entire carton in this economy? After all, groceries are 10% more expensive than they were last year, and about 30 to 40% of the U.S. food chain goes to waste. Generally speaking, expiration dates in the U.S. don't mean a lot, says Lori Benvenuto, the director for Center of Agriculture Food Systems of Vermont Law School. What a gig. It's even, what's even more confusing is that they're written in a few different ways uh, on a product label. You might see some labels that say best before date, while others go with sell by date. Typically, the labels signal the date the manufacturers think the quality of the food may long, no longer be at its peak, but they don't usually address a product's safety. The exp- expiration dates on food items are often conservative, too, says food attorney Jory. See? Yeah. As a result, They're often conservative. As a result, Just we end up it. throwing away a lot of safe food out of fear that it's rotten. As long as you're storing your groceries properly, you can still eat or use most foods after their expiration dates. Uh, Better indicators for whether food has gone bad are off smells, textures, and flavors. Yeah. See? That's what I do. If it smells fine, looks fine, there's nothing growing on it, just eat it. You'll live. Here are 13 foods that do not fare well after their expiration dates, according to experts. Okay. Infant formula. Well, infant formula is kind of a scam anyway. But yeah, I probably wouldn't feed it to my baby after the expiration date. That's the safe thing to say, Alice. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Alice is pregnant, by the way. She's yeah, how but, pregnant are you? Uh, three months pregnant. Uh, meats. While ground beef, steak, and chicken still can be safe to eat after the use-by date, be extra cautious and look for signs of spoilage, like odor, discoloring, and mold. Does not really stop, Alice. <laughs> yeah, no, I look for signs of spoilage, but if it's still like pink and happy looking and smells <laughs> happy good, I'll eat it. You can te- also tell some meat, like chicken, uh, test some meat like chicken with the fingerprint test. 
If you press down on the chicken and it bounces back, it's still good. If it imprints, uh, if an imprint, your, your finger stays, it's likely not good. It should be thrown away. It's good to know. Huevos? Put them in water. If they float, don't eat them. Uh, give a float test, correct. Uh, eggs have become super expensive, so tossing even one feels wasteful. While they be, may, Maybe we'll be get chickens use, again. After they're used by date, you should be extra careful. As, they, as eggs age, the air in the egg gets bigger. If they sink, they are fresh and fine to eat. If they stand up, they are older but still okay. If the egg floats, it's likely old. Uh, a spoiled egg will also have an odor when you crack it open, which is my, what my brother found out when he cracked the chicken eggs that we had in the fridge that were for like eight months and he almost passed out dead <laughs> in the kitchen floor. Soft cheeses. If you spot mold on a block of cheddar, you can usually cut it off and enjoy the rest of your cheese. But cream cheese, ricotta, this is very obvious. Obviously, the, that yeah. you can't, listeria, brucella, brucella, salmonella, E. coli can grow with the mold, yada, yada. Deli meat. This is a tough one because deli meat never seems to get eaten on time. Ever. Hmm. Moisture combined with lack of salt speeds up spoilage in foods like deli meats, while dry foods such as rice and pasta, duh, enjoy sh longer shelf lives. We wouldn't recommend eating high-moisture, low-salt low items past their expiration dates because of bacteria. If your cold cuts smell or look slimy, it's time to toss them. Uh-oh. That's why I prefer, like, dry yeah. European cured meats, like dry salamis and dry hams that are, like, not... You know, they're like salt cured. They're not, they don't spoil. You keep them at room temperature. Seems much safer to me. I agree. Fiddleheads. Did you know Is that really one? on there? Yeah, it is. That's good because we have some that are like 30 years old in your basement. Oh, Vermont. yeah, but those have been pickled. Um, the fiddleheads can emit toxins that make you sick if you eat them past their expiration date. <laughs> wow. See? Strawberries, one of the biggest bummers of summer is opening your fridge to find that your strawberries are wearing a funny white coat. Since mold spores are airborne, there's a good chance your entire package of strawberries is contaminated and should be tossed. We don't usually have a problem with any kind of berries at our house. Yeah. They're usually gone within hours of bringing home the package. So, Well, here's one. This is interesting. This is not quite, this is off theme. Ground spices. While it's not a food safety concern, using spices past their prime can mean your meals aren't as flavorful as they should be. That is true. I've seen that with crushed red pepper. Hmm. You get old. So brown I do have a story about spices that I really want to get to, but I think it's too long for this show. I think we're probably low on time, so maybe we should save my spices um, debate until next time. Do you want to? I, no, I, I think we should do it now. It's a longer story. How much show do we have? We've got, we've got uh, four minutes of show. I mean, no, that is not enough time. You 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 have an an involved spice story that I have yes, not heard? Yes. I tried to tell you about it before, but you didn't listen to me. But that we can save it for episode two. That doesn't seem possible to me. That I didn't listen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, you know, the other thing we saw today on it, heading up to uh, Seabrook was the the carcass of a Papaginos up there. I know. Sad times. Papaginos it, used to be the place. It, I, I agree with you, it was the place it used to be. I don't know if this was when you were a kid. I'm 14 years older now. So when I was a kid, uh, like our, our neighbor Murph would always have his birthday there and they let him go back and make a pizza. Mm -hmm. And then all the kids sit around the tables and, you know, play music with a little little, uh, little, little ju jukebox there. And when the pizzas came out, they were 
43,000 degrees. Papagino's Fresh Pizza was the hottest thing I had ever touched. They could take you out of action. Your taste buds out of action for a month. <laughs> but it was wonderful and always greasy. And, and that's the type of pizza that I like is that kind of floppy slice like a Papagino's pizza is. Oh, totally agree with you. Totally agree. With you. There should not be much integrity. It should be sopping with beautiful grease. And it should be uh, uh, almost hard to handle. If there is a pizza that's too soppy, that's... That's, that's another story that well, I want to get to that we're going to have to save for episode two, which is a pizza place so, story that we have to discuss. That's so soppy that... Um, that... Um, that um, I mean, there are times when you've had to probably use a fork and knife, and that means you've got a magnificent piece of pizza, and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I just do miss, like, I miss some things like that. I miss, I, I miss Papa Gino's. It was never my favorite place, and my parents like weren't just big, were just weren't big fans. We were mm. Kentucky Fried Chicken fans. Used to go there with the swim team, the one on Waltham Street on the way into Waltham there from Lexington. Mm-hmm. I uh, used to go there with the swim team after our swim meets. And I, yeah, that was great. Well, yeah, and if I didn't realize obviously till I got to be to be um, I guess twenty in this case with uh, with a couple of friends that they had pitchers of beer too. So we mm. like we partied at a Papagino's in ninety two or ninety three, which got to be very fun because intermittently as you're killing pitchers of beer, you know you can go order a steak and cheese or this and that. And that's another that's another lost art. Yeah, you, we just actually oh. talked to your brother. We were in Melrose, Massachusetts, and somebody said like, "Oh, this went into the place where the Papaginos used to be." And he was like, "Don't bring that up. Yeah. That's a sensitive topic for me because it is sad when Papaginos is a great place. I also feel sad about Friendlies because you can always tell a place that's an old that used to be a Friendlies, mm-hmm. and so many of those are gone too. I know, York, and those were such happy places. Remember when Friendlies had a smoking section and a non-smoking uh, yes, section? Yes, I smoked at the Friendlies. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And you would go there for like a big birthday party and they would take down the dividers in between the tables at your birthday party. They had the big glass well, dividers in between the booths. what do you think Friendlies? It wasn't fast food. There was too much overhead. A lot of them were standalone operations. Um, and, and, also, and there's no alcohol there. so No alcohol there. So And also I assume that all the, all the food was, was low dollar items. Because like, like you said, it's, it's kids kind of place. Right, so, it's a place to bring the kids, and it's all the ice cream. and. But that was a good one. I guess Brigham's is gone too, right? The ice cream place? Yeah, pretty much, I think, yeah. Yeah, there was also a great um, there was a great uh, place on Route 1, a Mexican place called Chi-Chi's, hmm. which is, they still make the salsa, I don't know if it's whatever, but oh. it's the first place. Back, back in like 1982, that was it around here. There was no Mexican food. There was Chi-Chi's, and, and that was essentially, there might have been a place in Boston. So I mean, for to go there as a kid, you know, as a as a young guy, there's no Mexican food. It's not in your life. The culture wasn't in our lives, and to have something spicy when you've never had spicy because nothing was spicy, mm-hmm. it was remarkable, remarkable, and it was painful. Even looking at spicy, like back at the twelve nachos we had today, <laughs> it was. <clears throat> well, it does remind me because someone that we talked to in Vermont one time, um, found the mild salsa. That we had too spicy. Way up there in northern Vermont. Oh. Like an older person that was over your house. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Ha, 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 yes, yes. Well, she's right. And she's my, she would have been my dad's age. Mm-hmm. And, and, my, and my dad would have been in his 80s now. But you're right. He would have a 
tiny bit of salsa. Like he would find a Dorito spicy. It's like, oh yeah. my goodness, has some kick. <laughs> Um, but it, it really didn't, uh, it really didn't have all that much of a kick, but he always thought it did. All right, Alice, episode one is in the books. Right. I think, uh, we are going to leave some teaser topics. This topic about spiciness of food and, um, people up in Northern Vermont leads perfectly into my topics for episode two that we did not get to today. So I'm going to leave it at that. We will let our friend Allison Bishop play us out. AllisonBishopMusic.com, as a matter of fact.